0: Alright, welcome. We are live. This is O'Ran Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where the world you are tuning into the show. Merry Christmas. Those of you who, this is Saturday morning because you're on the other side of the planet. Merry late Christmas. Happy late Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays, if you're an atheist. Welcome. It's a law of one. It's Friday night. I didn't take the day off just because it's Christmas. I figured some of you guys are at home. You're bored because you got nothing to do. Everybody's already left, right? You did your stuff. You're tired. You're fat. You got food in you. You're ready to just relax and listen. Here I am. We're gonna do, we're gonna do the love one. We didn't actually finish eighty four point one three last time because we talked more about the uh, show we were doing on the twenty first. Please share this out. Say hello in the chat so I know you're here. Share this out. Share this out, please. I'm gonna share it too while we're while I'm talking here. So. We didn't get to finish that because we were talking about our solstice show. We did talk about the law of one, but we didn't do the actual law of one and have raw talk and that stuff. So I'm picking that up. That's why this is entitled 84, session 84.13, part two, because it's actually we're actually going to start at 83.12, the question, because that pertains to question 13, and then we're going to ro- just roll from there like we do normally on Friday nights, right? So share this out, share this out, share this out. I'm going to share it a couple times here. <coughs> Pardon me, Flem, Talking a lot this week, right? I did a show every day last week except for this Wednesday because of uh, the show for the solstice that we were doing. That was a nine and a half hour uh, show, which we had all kinds of guest speakers, and we also I'm going to post this uh, 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 on my uh, web page or on my site, my uh, and stuff for uh, the the outcome. Because we looked at the harmonic resonance of that day, the 21st, because there were so many people around the world doing so many things to uplift and raise the vibration of the of the planet that the, the vibrational uh, pattern of the planet, the harmonic resonance, which normally runs at a 0.6 to a 3.3 hertz, was 30 hertz on the 21st for the entire 24-hour time period. That's insane. So I have the pictures of what that looks like, um, and I'm, I will put that up on my page. I just haven't done it yet. And the funny thing is, and then we'll get into the Law of One, I play World of Warcraft, and I know a lot of you out there play first-person games or these role-playing games, uh, different ones that, that are out there. Um, World of Warcraft, the guys Blizzard, they're out here in California where I'm at. They, they always try to mirror everything from that's going on here on the outside except for the politics. Uh, Gets played out in there. So all of the religions, all of the all of the cultures of the planet, there's some sort of race that is is those different cultures. So I get on after the 21st, after we did that show uh, that night, I went on to play World of Warcraft, and it's actually still showing. Um, And everything I did, I was heading north at the time from from where I am at, and I'm playing on a on a West Coast server. For, uh, but they everything's based on the, on that geographic uh unless you're not in whatever country you're in you play in that region and i play in north american continent so everything's justified to your north american continent and if you were in the south american continent or in the uh, uh the other continent the other places in europe it's justified to where you are the skies and everything so w- while i was doing everything i was doing i was going north by uh northwest uh, but by the time i got done with the quest and then i was flying back to uh, one of the cities to ironforge as a matter of fact i was going southwest and up in the sky behold is the galactic alignment of the planets shining really bright in the sky so i took screenshots of it and i'm going to post those as well on facebook okay so enough said about that the law of one uh, if you didn't read the description uh law of one took place uh, a group of people uh, known as the LL research group through channeling using esp uh, extrasensory proces- uh, perception extrasensory perception sorry talking too fast for my own mouth today uh, they they got made contact with a hive mind complex calling themselves raw once uh, they heard that they said we have a raw here on earth um what is that anything to do and they said yes that's that is us we are raw we walked among your people so that spawned to 106 channeling sessions from that point on i guess i could turn on my camera and say hi right and i'm gonna stay there i am there i am with my santa beard <laughs> okay uh 106 sessions six books later when the books came out they put it to tape well, i'm going to be playing that i play uh, from a group called muffy moose they took the book and they have a computer reading the book for you it's in an english male. Uh, voice uh, and so you what you'll know the difference if you've never heard this before and you're just discovering it when there's a question it'll say question or questioner and then the question number and then they'll speak and then every time raw goes to speak they say I am raw or we are raw and then they give an answer so you'll know the difference between the questionnaire and the answer even though the voice is going to be the same okay that's it Let's go ahead, and I'm going to go over here, and like I said, share this out. I was trying to share it out, but on my phone, it wants to give me the link instead of being able to just actually share it to other groups, so I'm not going to go through all that rigmarole, so please share this when you come in. Otherwise, we'll have a small crowd, and less people start hearing about it, because normally I share it in about four or five different groups, but I'm not going to be doing that tonight, and I'm a half an hour late, right? Uh, or half an hour early depending on what timeline you went by because originally last year we were going at five and then this year uh, 2020 I started going back to 4 p.m. for the start okay so let's go over here into the screen you can see my studio there for uh, Facebook and then let's go over here let me make sure that's on I'll go full screen over here for those of you who are listening on the mp3 version you won't be able to see the words, but you'll be able to hear everything that's going on. Um, So you won't be able to see the words on your screen to read along with. Anybody else that has a device you can go full screen on your device and you can see um, the words as we go so i'll go full screen in here and we'll go ahead and start so we are going to back up one question to 84.12 session 84 question 12 just because question 13 is can you elaborate on that (laughs) right that would be kind of confusing if you didn't hear uh two weeks ago when we got to question 84.12 so um, i'll go ahead right here and uh, go full screen and we'll go ahead and start
1: question 84.12 questioner would you please correct me on this statement i am guessing that what happens is that when a transfer takes place the energy as that light energy that comes in through the feet of the entity and the voltage or potential difference is measured between the red energy center and in karen welcome
0: happy holidays i am paying attention to the chat right so if you guys want to ask questions or whatever we're live i will answer the questions and and uh, read your, what you guys say to the people. So, happiest of holidays to you and your family, is what Karen said. Karen, uh, same to you, happy holidays, and I hope everything's going well for you guys, considering we're in the middle of, you know, COVID, uh, the Cornholio virus. That, would, that was uh, Aaron um, on on Monday. Uh, he said that instead of, you know, saying calling it COVID or Corona, he said the Cornholio virus, which is a little knockoff from, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Beavis and Butthead, right? I am Cornholio. Okay, so let's go ahead and start.
1: In the case of the green ray transfer, the green energy center and then must leap or flow from the green energy center of one entity to the green energy center of the other, and then something happens to it. Could you clarify my thinking on that? Answer, I am Ra. Yes.
0: See, then it's going to switch over to part two video, and the first question is him um, elaborating on that. So, again, this is session 84. This took place uh, in April 14, 1982.
1: Question 84.13. Questioner, would you please do that? Answer, I am Ra. The energy transfer occurs in one releasing of the potential difference. This does not leap between green and green energy centers, but is the sharing of the energies of each from red ray upwards. In this context it may be seen to be at its most efficient when both entities have orgasm simultaneously. However, it functions as transfer if either has the orgasm and indeed in the case of the physically expressed love between a mated pair which does not have the conclusion you call orgasm there is, Nonetheless, a considerable amount of energy transferred due to the potential difference which has been raised as long as both entities are aware of this potential and release its strength to each other by desire of the will in a mental or mind complex dedication. You may see this practice as being used to generate energy transfers in some of your practices of what you may call other than Christian religious distortion systems of the law of one.
0: Now for those of you who uh, were brought up, uh, you know, Christian, or, or you know, or atheist, or, or you know, any other religion. You guys may not know about that, but those of you who, like myself, were brought up with the ancient, the older European religions, the Wiccan, the pagan, the Druid, as, Druidic uh, uh, religions of the Celts, um, you would know about that, right? They they elaborated or alluded to that in um, Dan Brown's uh, What If uh, movie of the Da Vinci Code that the the uh, priory <coughs> was partaking in uh, sexual- uh, ritualistic um, we don't know if they were doing magic spells or if they were just doing religious rite because that happens in both so, but the, but if you're Wiccan pagan uh druid uh, from the you know from the old assad uh you know anywhere in Europe and include, up to and including bohemian from the Viking races, you understand the sexual rite that uh, that uh, is in there in fact. Uh, the whole reason, if you listen to or read the uh, 21 Lessons of Merlin, when Merlin was teaching Arthur to be king and the Druidic way, the religion of the time split from the, Druidic, the Druid and the Wiccan. Uh, and at that time it was, and now it's not. It's completely integrated again. But back then when it first uh, was separate, the Druid was the male uh, religion, and the Wiccan was well, all females. And they did that to separate the two energies, that was the masculine and the feminine, and um, then they would have rituals where they would be, you know, uh, um, binding together and that sort of thing, or some sort of uh, ritualistic, um, whatnot that was going on. That they would use the energy because he actually taught, and they and and it coming down through time, uh, he actually told Arthur uh, that that women take a certain um power away from men their energy when they have sex that's why when men have sex with women they're they're spent but women get up and want to go to the gym and men are like what women gain energy from and so the the energy transfers from the male to the female and so the druids would would then abstain from sex uh, because of wanting to use that energy for magical purposes, and then they would have sex when, when they weren't concerned with it or whatnot. Uh, and that's why boxers and fighters to this day, when you're in training to, uh, to, uh, uh, for a match, they, they don't let you have sex. They tell you, you can't, you have to abstain from sex because it drains you of your energy And they know that it does that. And most people say, well, they just do that to make you the guy more aggressive because he hasn't gotten laid. There's a little bit of that, too, because you build up your energy. You also build up testosterone. Right. So so there is a little bit of that. Uh, But that's that all is involved with the energy. So even though they don't uh, most Christians don't realize it as a sexual right or see it that way in the religious uh, aspect, they still know that it's true because all fighters They're like abstain from sex uh, while you're training. And then after your fight, then you can heal and go have sex. So they still know that it's that, that it is a thing is my point. So everyone knows that it is a thing that people just don't understand it, uh, and and most people don't understand the energy energy transfer as a whole, anyways. Uh, but if you're a pagan or a druid or any of the older religions, you know all of the chakra, everything, and then if you're an Eastern uh, religions, you do as well. You know, with, especially with the Hindus and and whatnot, uh, and the you know the different uh, the, um, Taoism, Buddhism, because they deal directly with all of that in the chakras. So Christians are really the ones that are. Uh, And the Muslims and the Hebrews are the ones that are ass out and don't understand chakra points in that part of the spiritual mind. They have to learn it all. Isn't that crazy? All the rest of religions are old enough. They're they're pre those religions uh, by a thousand or two to four or five thousand years older than them. So they have more knowledge of the all encompassing uh, magic and energy and manifestation. Whereas the more modern religions try to stamp that out to get rid of it, to control the masses.
1: Question 84.14. Questioner, could you give me an example of that last statement? Answer, I am Ra. We preface this example with the reminder that each system is quite distorted and its teachings always half lost. However, one such system is that called the Tantric Yoga. Question 84.15. Questioner, considering individual A and individual B, if individual A experiences the orgasm is the energy, then, transferred to individual b in a greater amount is that correct answer i am raw your query is incomplete please restate question see and
0: you see there where raw actually referenced the tantric yoga and i wanted to thank you guys who did share i i, I pulled out of the um, my, my phone closed, so when I reopened it, I had to reacquire the page, and I see that we, were, we have 12 shaves, sh- shares, so for those of you who did share, thank you, because I didn't share at all, so that means that someone shared 12 times, or a bunch of you shared a bunch of times, thank you for that, that's always uh, helpful <laughs> if you guys do that, especially since I couldn't share it, because my phone's tripping, and it doesn't want me to be, for whatever reason, um, sharing properly, so welcome to those of you here, like I said, please share, and we'll continue. So here, again, he referenced, you know, a non-Christian um, ideologue, you know, system um, that would know and understand, right, the Tantric Yoga, understand the chakra points and even the sexual rights. So here we go.
1: 84.16. Questioner, I am trying to determine whether the direction of energy transfer is a function of orgasm. Which entity gets the transferred energy? I know it's a dumb question, but I want to be sure that I have it cleared up. Answer: I am Ra. If both entities are well polarized and vibrating in green ray love, any orgasm shall offer equal energy to both. Question 84.1.
0: See, but you have to be, you have to make sure that you're both vibrating and polarized at the proper level beforehand, and then the energy is equally. Uh, you know, like he said, offered equally to both. But if you're not, and most of the time people aren't, that's why that's why they tell fighters don't, you know, because they, they don't know anything about that. And what if a woman knows that, they're going to take the energy away from him and then he's going to, you know, he won't be like, you know, the the most virile or whatever he can be for the prize fight that they're setting him up for. But that's about the, the extent of their knowledge of that, right? Unless, unless you go back, like I said, to a religion that I, you know, I was brought up with the older religions as well as the modern religion. But first and foremost, you know, the Druidic, uh, Wiccan, Pagan uh, religions or Bohemian religions. It just depends on what region of the world where they call it non-Christian. It's all heathen, you know?
1: 7. Questioner, I see. Before the veil, can you describe any other physical difference that we haven't talked about yet with respect to the sexual energy transfers or relationships or anything prior to veiling? Answer, I am Ra. Perhaps the most critical difference of the veiling, before and after, was that before the mind, body, and spirit were veiled, entities were aware that each energy transfer and, indeed, very nearly all that proceeds from any intercourse, social or sexual, between two entities has its character and substance in time-space rather than space-time. The energies transferred during the sexual activity are not, properly speaking, of space-time, There is a great component of what you may call a metaphysical energy transferred. Indeed, the body complex as a whole is greatly misunderstood due to the post-veiling assumption that the physical manifestation called the body is subject only to physical stimuli. This is emphatically not so. Question 84.
0: See, so that kind of sucks. That means that because we're mind-wiped, and we because of being mind-wiped, we believe that our body is mostly physical. And that is stimulated by mostly physical uh, activity our orgasms and the energy that we you know that we feel during that during a sexual right is lessened so when you're more spiritual and more unlocked you have and more balanced you have better sex do you see because if you are and so that that right there should tell you people out there everybody out there that's listening if you guys are thinking about you know uh, sex is okay it it's probably because you're blocked you're not balanced you're not grounded you're not eating properly your body's not working properly and you're no and if you don't have any spirituality then it's just a function to you it feels good <laughs> okay done out later you know what i mean and that and so so the the less spiritual you are the more mindless and um, like an animal that you would be when it comes to sex. And the truth is that the more he's saying this here, the more spiritual you are, the more your vibration is is raised, the the more that you're balanced properly, the the better you're going to have a, a better time period in life anyways, as well. right? I'm not saying I'm not preaching a religion. But what I'm saying is that, that if you take responsibility for yourself and, and, and become spiritual and meditate and take care of yourself and work on your chakras, work on your body, work on the kundalini, work on everything, work on your foods and what you're eating, the sleep habits, meditation habits, all of that and get yourself to a good place, you're going to have better sex, you're going to have better everything. So, it, it you know, why not, right? That's kind of cool. There, there you have it they're telling us that
1: 4.18 questioner after the veil in our particular case now we have in the circuitry of which we were speaking what you call blockages could you describe what occurs with the first blockage and what its effects are on each of the entities assuming that one blocks and the other does not or if both are blocked answer I am Ra. this material has been covered previously If both entities are blocked both will have an increased hunger for the same activity, seeking to unblock the baffled flow of energy. If one entity is blocked and the other vibrates in love, the entity baffled will hunger still but have a tendency to attempt to continue the procedure of satiating the increasing hunger with the one vibrating green ray due to an impression that this entity might prove helpful in this endeavor. The green-ray active individual shall polarise slightly in the direction of service to others but have only the energy with which it began. Question 84.19 Questioner, I didn't mean to cover previously covered material. What I was actually attempting to do was discover something new in asking the question, so please if I ask any questions in the future that have already been covered don't bother to repeat the material. I am just searching the same area for the possibility of greater enlightenment with respect to this particular area since it seems to be one of the major areas of experience in our present condition of veiling that produces a very large amount of catalyst and I am trying to understand, to use a poor term, how this veiling process created a greater experience and how this experience evolved. These questions are very difficult to ask. It occurs to me that many statues or drawings of the one known as Lucifer or the devil are shown with an erection. Is this a function of orange?
0: Welcome, guys. I just wanted to say I I was I was not watching the chat for a moment there, and now I'm seeing that a bunch of bunch of you guys are talking in the chat. Uh, Josie, Merry Christmas. Um, I hope everything's going well there. Right? And um, let's see. Melissa is here. Melissa uh, Interman, is that Am I saying that right? I hope I'm saying that right. Inerman. Right. And then Kevin, of course, what's Kevin saying here? Let me put my glasses on here and see what Kevin is saying. Yeah, I'm going to have to put my glasses on to read that. I have distance glasses and I have reading glasses because I didn't want to pay for for the bifocal or the trifocal or whatever it is. All right. um, It is not true that everyone is suffering from amnesia. No, no, I didn't. I wasn't uh, saying that. Um, not everybody is. Some, most people are, though. That's why they're asleep. That's why they're sheep. some of us are waking up. Some people are born awake. So, so yeah, that's a good specification, Kevin. That I that I kind of blew blew past, didn't I? Um, so he says that you know it's not true that everyone is suffering from amnesia because we're not. Some people are not. He's absolutely right. Uh, uh, into uh, institutionalized brainwashing through government programming. Yes, right. And that's that's another reason why some people have amnesia. It's not due to them not remembering some people got here remembered and then had that happen to them so we have all of that pushing us away so absolutely so it's a good you know what's good Kevin to point that out right using religions and education systems uh, all by the rich business people yeah and so they corrupted we talked about this on Monday on that long show you know how they corrupted all of the churches you can still uh, go there and still find your way uh it, do you know, but they have corrupted them, and they're trying to stop you by by you know double talk double speak, and keeping you only learning what they want you to learn right so they've had people killed uh uh each uh, people kill each other for centuries, yeah, right, and I mean that's true because they're just greedy and it's all been over money and abuse of power i we I, I literally just talked about this uh the, on Tuesday as well when I went live with Mandy. Uh, from Ancient Aliens Worldwide. They had Honcho over there that's running that that group that I created back in 2012. And we talked about that as well. Kevin, I don't remember if you were on that show or not. You might have been. But yeah, they've corrupted all the churches and then they have people killing each other. I was literally talking about this today with... uh, Uh, A a gentleman who I haven't seen physically uh, in about two years, but I've known him since I was probably 25 years or longer. I've known him. He used to work with my stepfather. They were uh, really good friends, and he's really good friends with the family. And He called because it was Christmas, and he and I got to talking. And we literally, he and I were just talking about that, how they've taken the religions— you know, uh, that I've said this before. You know, everyone says that the the best trick the devil ever pulled was making people think that he didn't exist. And I say that's not the best trick the devil ever pulled. The best trick the devil ever pulled was getting humans to fracture their religions into 10,000 different religions and then have them go to war with each other over the stupid uh, dogma of each religion because that's what we've been doing on this planet for the last 10,000 years, right? That's what Kevin's alluding to. Right. So welcome, Brother Kevin Cummings. and Welcome being here. Danny, welcome. Right. So, um, yeah, those of you who shared, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Because, you know, we get more people that way. But yes. So not, you know, we we are mind wiped when we're born. uh, But some people wake up very quickly. I did. And a lot of other people have. And but then you have to fight against the brainwashing. Right. So you could be put back to sleep, uh, you know, by, by just not. Uh, paying attention to what's going on you have to constantly be paying attention so thank you Kevin for pointing that out so that I could segue into that so we didn't so I didn't accidentally lead people down the road thinking that that because the veil's there that automatically everybody has amnesia uh, because not not everyone does some of some people recognize that they're caught in a loop right I actually am talking to a guy right now and I'm going to get him on the air uh, probably. I'm hoping to get him on the air before New Year's, but I don't know if I will. Uh, it might be after New Year's, but he realizes that he's caught in a loop and that we're all caught in a loop. And he's like, "No one will listen to me. They all think I'm crazy." And I'm like, "Oh no, no, no! I know you're right." I'm like, "I'm not those people. Let's get you on the air." He's like, "Oh my God! Finally!" <laughs> right. So he is getting some people to put him on the air, but for he said so as far you know for years now, no one will listen to him because they think he's crazy. And now he's just had an, uh, an interview and he's got another one lined up in me. Uh, so he's like, finally, people are starting to listen to me. I'm like, that's because people are starting to realize that what you're saying isn't as crazy as, as they thought it was five, 10 years ago, right? Because everyone's starting to do that with a lot of stuff. You know, I, I've had people come back to me who thought I was a nutball and said, man, you know what? I, I stopped listening to you and, or anything for like five years because I just thought you just went around the corner and got crazy. And now I'm like, oh, my God, he was telling the truth. He was right the whole time. Even my little brother said that to me because I used to not vote. And I, and I took the standpoint, which I now don't agree with, but I took the standpoint of, a, of an anarchist that, you know, that if, you're, if you vote, you're imposing your will and the ideas of the, of the majority onto everyone, even people who didn't want that or voted against it or didn't want to have any part of it. Then they're, so you're imposing your will on other people who are supposed to be free. So, you know, so most anarchists are like, I'm not going to vote because I'm not going to play their game. First of all, uh, you know, how much of my say actually is saying and doing anything, you know, but as I've grown older, I've realized that we do have a voice when we people speak up, they listen. And if we don't, and if they don't listen, we overthrow them. And that happens in every country, and it always has happened in every country. If these people keep going the way they're going now, currently in this country, in the United States, there will be a a civil war. If they keep going down the road, they're going right now. Everyone that I talk to, even people who are anti-violence, that don't want that to happen are saying, if the liberals continue doing what they're doing currently, and then if, uh, if Joe Biden gets in and they get even worse and they start locking everybody down, there will definitely be a civil war. People are not going to stand for it. So the people in this country, at least, uh, I'm hearing more and more rhetoric of, you know, the the remove um, Gavin Newsom. I signed that petition six months ago and, you know, it was always, well, that's probably going to go by the wayside. Well, that's picked up steam and gotten a, a, a stay of execution to an extensions because they're close to getting the numbers to actually go and actually try and remove him. So it's getting closer people, especially with the lockdowns, losing their companies, even though they voted them for them, they're now going, but we need to change this. So, you know, I say to those of you who are Democrats and liberals have voted for all this and now you're angry, welcome. Uh, you get what you voted for, unfortunately. Uh, but now that you want to change it, I welcome you on our team. I'm not a Republican, but I'll welcome you on the libertarian side of, of give me liberty or give me death. I'm with you. All right, let's continue over here with the with the non-political version of spiritualism.
1: ...drape blockage, and was this known in a minimal way by those who devised these statues and drawings? answer, I am Ra. There is, of course, much other distortion involved in a discussion of any mythic archetypical form. However, we may answer in the affirmative and note that you are perceptive. Question 84.20. Questioner, with respect to the green, blue, and indigo transfers of energy, how would the mechanism for these transfers differ from the orange ray mechanism in making them possible or setting the groundwork for them? I know this is very difficult to ask and I may not be making any sense but what I am trying to do is gain an understanding of the foundation for the transfers in each of the race and the preparations for the transfers or the fundamental requirements or biases and potentials for these transfers. Could you expand on that for me please? I am sorry for the poor question. Answer: I am Ra. We would take a moment to state in reply to a previous comment that we shall answer each query whether or not it has been previously covered for not to do so would be to baffle the flow of quite another transfer of energy. To respond to your query we firstly wish to agree with your supposition that the subject you now query upon is a large one, for in it lies an entire system of opening the gateway to intelligent infinity. You may see that some information is necessarily shrouded in mystery by our desire to preserve the free will of the adept. The great key to blue, indigo, and finally, the great capital of the column of sexual energy transfer, violet energy, transfers, is the metaphysical bond or distortion which is the name among your peoples of unconditional love. In the blue ray energy transfer, the quality of this love is refined in the fire of honest communication and clarity. This shall we say, normally speaking in general, takes a substantial portion of your space-time to accomplish although there are instances of matings so well refined in previous incarnations and so well remembered that the blue ray may be penetrated at once. This energy transfer is of great benefit to the seeker in that all communication from this seeker is, thereby, refined and the eyes of honesty and clarity look upon a new world, Such is the nature of blue ray energy and such is one mechanism of potentiating and crystallizing it. As we approach indigo ray transfer we find ourselves in a shadowland. We cannot give you information straight out or plain, for this is seen by us to be an infringement. We cannot speak at all of violet ray transfer as we do not, again, desire to break the law of confusion. We may say that these jewels, though dearly bought, are beyond price for the seeker and might suggest that just as each awareness is arrived at through a process of analysis, synthesis, and inspiration, so should the seeker approach its mate and evaluate each experience, seeking the jewel. Question 84.21. Questioner, is there any way to tell which ray the transfer was for an individual after the experience? Answer, I am Ra. There is only a subjective yardstick or measure of such. If the energies have flowed so that love is made whole, green ray transfer has taken place. If, by the same entities exchange, greater ease in communication and greater sight has been experienced, the energy has been refined to the blue ray energy center. If the polarized entities, by the same energy transfer experience, Find that the faculties of will and faith have been stimulated, not for a brief while, but for a great duration of what you call time. You may perceive the indigo ray transfer. We may not speak of the violet ray transfer, except to note that it is an opening to the gateway of intelligent infinity. Indeed, the indigo ray transfer is also this, but shall we say the veil has not yet been lifted? Question eighty-four point two two. Questioner: Did most Logar plan before the veil? to create a system of random sexual activity or the specific pairing of entities for specific periods of time, or did they have an objective in this respect? Answer: I am Ra. This shall be the last full query of this working. The harvest from the previous creation was that which included the male and female mind, body, spirit. It was the intention of the original Logar that entities mate with one another in any fashion which caused a greater polarization. It was determined, after observation of the process of many logwa, that polarization increased many if the mating were not indiscriminate. Consequent logwa thusly preserved a bias towards the mating relationship which is more characteristic of more disciplined personalities and of what you may call higher densities. The free will of each entity, however, was always paramount and a bias only could be offered. May we ask if there may be any brief queries before we leave this instrument? Question 84.23. Questioner, is there any way that we can make the instrument more comfortable or to improve the contact? Answer, I am Ra. We would ask that each of the support group be especially vigilant in the, what you would call, immediate future due to this instrument's unbidden but serious potential for increased distortion towards illness health. You are most conscientious. We thank you, my friends, and leave you in the glorious light and love of the one infinite creator. Go forth, therefore, rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one infinite creator. Adonai.
0: And then we'll continue on to, I believe it's, I don't think there's three parts to this, so I think we'll be continuing on to 80, session 85. For those of you on the MP3 version, you can't see that. So yes, session 85, this was April 26, 1982.
1: I am Ra. We communicate now. Question 85.1. Questioner, could you first give me the condition of the instrument? Answer, I am Ra. We ask your permission to preface this answer by the inclusion of the greeting which we use. Question 85.2. Questioner, that is agreeable. Answer, I am Ra. We greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We were having some difficulty with the channel of energy influx due to pain flare, as you call this distortion of the physical body complex of this instrument. Therefore, it was necessary to speak as briefly as possible until we had safely transferred the mind, body, spirit complex of this instrument. We beg your kind indulgence for our discourtesy which was appropriate.
0: Welcome, Omar. You know it's weird. You when you came in and you you said something at the exact same time I was trying to reset my screen, and I and I hit your um and I hit your name and went to your to your Facebook uh, profile. I'm like, how did I leave the group and go to Omar's profile? So I left and came back, and I realized it was because you popped in and said good evening at the same time that I was trying to refresh the screen, and I ended up refreshing and clicking on your name and not realizing it. That's hilarious. Welcome, brother. all right here we go i was tripping for a second i was like what the heck just happened here that's funny
1: condition of this instrument is as follows the necessity for extreme vigilance is less due to the somewhat lessened physical complex energy deficit the potential for distortion remains and continued watchfulness over the ingestion of helpful foodstuffs continues to be recommended Although the instrument is experiencing more than a, shall we say, normal, for this mind-body-spirit complex, distortions towards pain at this space-time nexus the basic condition is less distorted. The vital energies are as previously stated. We commend the vigilance and care of this group. Question 85.3. Questioner, what is the current situation with respect to our fifth density, service to self-polarized companion? Answer, I am Ra. Your companion has never been more closely associated with you than at the present nexus. You may see a kind of crisis occurring upon the so-called magical level at this particular space-time nexus. Question 85.4. Questioner, What is the nature of this crisis? Answer, I am Ra. The nature of this crisis is the determination of the relative polarity of your companion and yourselves. You are in the position of being in the third density illusion and consequently having the conscious collective magical ability of the neophyte, whereas your companion is most adept. However, the faculties of will and faith and the calling to the light have been used by this group to the exclusion of any significant defolarization from the service to others path. If your companion can possibly defolarize this group it must do so and that quickly. in this unsuccessful attempt at exploring the wisdom of separation it is encountering some defolarization. This shall continue. Therefore, the efforts of your companion are pronounced at this space-time and time-space nexus. Question 85.5. Questioner. I am totally aware of the lack of necessity or rational need for naming of entities or things, but I was wondering if this particular entity had a name just so that we could increase our efficiency of communicating with respect to him. Does he have a name? Answer, I am Ra. Yes.
0: He's so absolute. Does he have a name? See, now, if you were speaking to somebody here, especially on the North American continent, but I'm assuming around the world as well because we humans are that way, that infers... That we're asking the name as well as just an answer right does he have a name that's not not what yes we don't wait for the person to say yes or and if they say no we go oh okay but if they wouldn't say yeah yeah and his name is such and such unless they're you know unless they're being absolute yes and then they're waiting would you please tell me the name (laughs) right when somebody makes you jump through that kind of hoops they got to be Sheldon right I think that's funny when Rod does that to him
1: question eighty five point six Questioner, would it be magically bad for us to know that name, or would it make no difference? Answer, I am Ra. It would make a difference. Question 85.7 Questioner, what would the difference be? Answer, I am Ra. If one wishes to have power over an entity it is an aid to know that entity's name. If one wishes no power over an entity but wishes to collect that entity into the very heart of one's own being it is well to forget the naming. Both pro-
0: see, and I want to stop there really quickly because, even in antiquity, in our storylines, in our books, they Im- they implement that. And here I I, I go to uh, Tolkien, and Smog. Okay, the true name of of uh, somebody—it's it, like Smog was not the true name. That was the name that they gave that dragon. That dragon had another name that was personal to to itself now the preface this with what I, I actually wrote down a meditation that I had and it was a, a in, in fact I titled it a conversation with a dragon okay and when I went into this cave which I it was the the Native American uh, kachina of the eagle that led me there and I come to find out that was my father dressed up in the eagle outfit and he's been deceased And he was leading me there into the cave, and then led me to the fire, and then pointed into the direction where I saw the light, and I followed and kept walking towards that light, and that entered me into another cave, or another part of the cave, where there was a red dragon. This red dragon knew my name, not the name that I use, Leonard O'Neill, but Kelto Stormcrow. And i got upset because the dragon knew who i was but i didn't know who the dragon was and the dragon said you do know my name you have only forgotten it was part of the conversation that i had and the conversation was a very in-depth long conversation that uh that told me basically about the realms all clashing again because of us moving through we're pushing into the boundaries of all of the realms because we're all gravitating and we're all supposed to graduate But we have separated ourselves in this realm from all of the fabled things that we talk about that used to be here, like the leprechauns, like the dragons, and all the magic, and all the myths, and all of this that's real. We've denied that portion of our reality to our reality, but it is still here. That's why you hear people talking about the fairy mounds, right, and the wee folk mounds in Ireland, you know, where... There's areas where they're still prevalent in, and have, and they, and they still live among us, but most humans don't want to see them. And so we laugh and say those were just obscure things in history that never really existed, right? Now come forward in time to uh, Sylvia Brown, who predicted the COVID virus, the, the corn- Cornholio virus. She predicted that in her book, even though they say that was misinformation. I'm like, how could that be misinformation? A book was written 25 years ago by a person who's dead that literally said, at, at and around the year 2020, you're going to have a virus that's going to, and she names all six things that are now the the uh, the uh, symptoms of the coronavirus, and then says it's going to come out of nowhere, and then eventually it's just going to disappear like this crack as it came, and it, that'll probably be what happens, right? And then they say, "Nope, sorry, that was that was just you know made up science fiction." Well, that was pretty good made up science fiction because you called the fucking date out, dumbass. That would be like saying Nostradamus didn't carve on the inside of his uh, casket the day, date, and time someone was going to open it to check to see if there was something carved in there. <laughs> okay and they did it they said oh there's nothing carved in there let's open it up and find out when they got permission to do it they opened it up they, f- they lifted it up and it was literally the day the date and the hour to the minute that they opened it up the guy looked at his watch and went how could he have fucking known that okay so sylvia brown said uh, 25 years ago that around this time 2020 And beyond, it's going to be just as likely that you see a dragon flying in the sky as you do an aircraft, okay? Because of the way we were going. But then, like Kevin pointed out earlier, but then they stepped up their operation of trying to keep us from changing. So they've slowed down the people's reality and understanding of how all of this works. Now, I was told 25 years ago, that I'm one of the people that is helping those people from that realm to cross over ahead of us so that we don't crush them on our way through, right? Because of there's so many people still in this reality that don't believe they exist. So instead of, you know, running them over, basically, um, I'm, I'm one of those people that's helping to integrate them back into our reality in some ways. And then disembodied spirits, you have these people walking around who don't realize they're dead and they're lost. Uh, or some that chose not to, that I'm a beacon for those people to help them cross over to the other side of the veil, so that they can either recycle or go wherever it is that they're supposed to go, because we're we're crashing we're crashing down on that zone as well. So the area that's left that is that is not uh, you know that is that is outside of this reality that we're in, but is is part of this reality, this three-dimensional space that we're in has occupied other races or you know like say the, the we folk and all of that, but also undead people. So when people are undead walking on this earth, they are here with us and some people like myself can see them and hear them. But that realm is disappearing as us as a human race is evolving. there's less and less space left because we're coming to the end of it. okay? So she predicted that as well, right? So then the people have names like what I go by here on this planet isn't the name of my immortal soul, right? People don't even think about that. What is the name that I have outside of this body when I'm not in this avatar? Do I have a name? Well, when you get to a certain level, you don't need names anymore because basically you're connected on a mental level to where when you meet someone. And um, uh, Emery Smith has talked about this when you meet someone basically they know everything about you when you get into proximity of them so you don't need to have a name your entire life and personality is transferred to them as an open book blah this is me and they, and they in return are blah to you Right, so you so you lose your name eventually, and you become you become more one with everyone around you, and you start becoming a more of a hive complex. And the higher up you get, the more and more you lose your independence, and the more and more you start becoming one, and then eventually you become one with the one. Do you see? But we do have a name; we go by something. Right. So if you knew someone's soul name. That gives you power over them. This is what the what the exercise is here. And we put this in our books, so it's even written in our own folklore. Folklore, sorry, I said folklore. It was an accent coming out. Our own folklore. I was talking half the day with a Scottish accent. Um my son does it really well, and my ex-wife was talking to her mother. Uh her mom lives with her. She takes care of her mom like I take care of my mom. And she called me and I was just sitting down to eat, but she said, Oh, I was gonna put you on the spot. Go ahead and eat. And I said, What would you gonna wait? I'm intrigued now. So I've been speaking with a Scottish accent all day, and then I came in here and sat down and started using this accent for the show, right? And so, that, so my, my folklore was coming out from my Scottish accent. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, it's, sometimes it's hard to transition like um, to accents. I know this is off topic, but I do, like an Irish accent and a Scottish accent are are, are similar but different. So they're hard to cross. Scottish accent is probably the, the hardest to do and then transition to another English accent. Like, I can do Australian and Irish easily. I can do Irish and uh, Irish and English, depending on where you are in England. The closer you get to Ireland, the more their accent sounds the same. So there's some people that are from north of England uh, that sound like uh, the Irish, because it starts to overlap up there. Right, when you get up to the north of Ireland, where, you know, the, the northern uh, part of Ireland that is still part of the UK, um, the both the accents are almost identical there. Right. So so that comes into play. But, you know, um, the Scottish roll their R's and, and they talk, uh, you know, say the same words uh, quite differently than, um, say, the Australians or we Americans do or even the Canadians do. Um, but we all have, you know, separate accents regionally as well. But yeah, the Scottish is, is rough. Once you start speaking it, it's hard to get out of it. Right. English, I can transfer England, English, literally, you know, West uh, West uh, England. Uh, or sou- southern England um, um, accent and transfer right into an English accent back and forth easy. When you start talking with a Scottish accent, it gets stuck. It gets stuck. No, no, anyway, sorry. I know that's off topic.
1: Processes are magically viable. Each is polarized in a specific way. It is your choice. Question 85.8. Questioner, I am assuming that it would be a problem for the instrument to meditate without the hand pressure from the other self at this time because of the continued greeting. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct if the instrument wishes to remain free from this potential separation of its mind, body, spirit complex from the third density it now experiences. Question 85.9 Questioner, since our fifth density companion has been monitoring our communication with Ra it has been made aware of the veiling process of which we have been speaking. It seems to me that conscious knowledge and acceptance of the fact that this veiling process was used for the purpose for which it was used would make it difficult to maintain high negative polarization. Could you clear up my thinking on that?
0: Right, Josie, yeah, you have you have that French Canadian accent, right? And, and uh, yeah, so you get, you get stuck doing that. And then if you, then if you go say, as I know you guys go over overseas, so I'm sure you speak other languages like, like Pharisee or, 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 uh, or uh, Aramaic or something. Right. And I'm sure you <laughs> do it with the French accent. Right. Isn't that funny? But I like your accent. I do. I, 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 when I hear your accent, I think, man, if I could get that down, then my French would be really good. <laughs> so it's, so it's all right. Well, and, and who do we have in there? So we have Wilma. Wilma, welcome. I see it says you're watching. Uh, share this out, please. Like I said, we we'll get more and more people in here because it is a Christmas and maybe people, you know, aren't doing stuff and not want to be in here, right? But then there's some people out there that might be just, you know, bored and are done with their whole Christmas day already because it's getting later for everybody. Most people have gotten all their family stuff done and they're all gone home. And now you're like, what do I do now? I'm fat and sassy. Well, hey, there's Leo. He's talking about the law of one. What do you know?
1: Please answer. I am raw. We are unsure as to our success in realigning your modes of mentation. We may, however, comment. The polarization process, as it enters fourth density, is one which occurs with full knowledge of the veiling process which has taken place in third density. This veiling process is that which is a portion of the third density experience. The knowledge and memory of the outcome of this and all portions of the third density experience informs the higher density polarized entity. It, however, does not influence the choice which has been made and which is the basis for further work past third density and polarization. Those which have chosen the service to others asterisk part.
0: And, and besides, Josie said thank you for me saying that about our accent. You also have to remember, and I'm sure you've realized this about me, I think French is the sexiest language on the planet. right? So hearing anybody, and especially women, speaking with, speaking French or then speaking with a French accent, is sexy, so I'm not going to be saying, you know, oh well, you need to get rid of that accent. I just think the French is sexy. Uh, most other languages are, are harsh. Uh, English is is kind of sexy. Japanese is sexy too, right? But French, I believe French, as far as all uh, European languages go, is like the sexiest language on the planet, right? I mean, that's almost sex itself, just speaking it. So I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe I must have been French or something in my past life, because out of all the languages, um, I find that the the easiest for me to pick up is French. And the one that I like to speak is French. I mean, English is, is my native language, but it's the most confusing language on the planet. Right. We have like all these words that, that shouldn't be in the sentences that most other languages don't have. Right. We just were jumbled up with all kinds of shit. Right, other languages are far less words that that are very direct into the point. And then I'm an Irish, which means when I tell a story, I go on like I'm going now. So then I use this language and I go and therefore and what thou and all this and run around all all day long to get to a half a point. Right, so that's why I think French is a little more to the point and it's sexy, anyways.
1: Have simply used the veiling process in order to potentiate that which is not. This is an entirely acceptable method of self-knowledge of and by the Creator. Asterisk, this should be service to self. Don and Ra correct the error later in the session. Question 85.10. Questioner: You just stated that those who are on the service to others' path use the veiling process to potentiate that which is not. I believe that I am correct in repeating what you said. Is that correct? Answer: I am Ra. Yes question 85.11 questioner then the service to others asterisk path has potentiated that which is not could you expand that a little bit so that i could understand it a little better answer i am ra if you see the energy centers in their various colors completing the spectrum you may see that the service to others asterisk choice is one which denies the very center of the spectrum that being universal love Therefore, all that is built upon the penetration of the light of harvestable quality by such entities is based upon an omission. This omission shall manifest in fourth density as the love of self, that is, the fullest expression of the orange and yellow energy centers which then are used to potentiate communication and adepthood. When fifth density refinement has been achieved that which is not is carried further, the wisdom density being explored by entities which have no compassion, no universal love. They experience that which they wish by free choice, being of the earnest opinion that green ray energy is folly. That which is not may be seen as a self-imposed darkness in which harmony is turned into an eternal disharmony. However, that which is not cannot endure throughout the octave of third density and, as darkness eventually calls the light, so does that which is not eventually call that which is. This should be service to self. Don and Ra correct the elevator in the session. Question okay. 85 point.
0: Right. I was going to say that I didn't realize I didn't read that right there. What got down to that where they said that I was going to pause it at the end and say that should have been service to self at that point, because that's what he was describing. They're not service to others. And so that's why he kept putting the asterisk in there right in the beginning. And that's why, because this is what the asterisk meant. That should have been service to self. So what he was just saying in that entire question and answer for answer 11 should have been in service to self as you were going to 4th and 5th uh, density, uh, learning, learn, teach, teach learning, that he was describing the, the ig- ignorance or ignorance of the green ray energy and and, uh, and seeing that as folly and being in service to self and accentuating the, the yellow and orange ray uh, and trying to skip past the green ray to go to the higher planes, but eventually you can't. So what happens is the, the lack of that, and I'll probably explain this. I'm getting ahead of myself, I'm, I'm sure. And the, the lack of that, if you, you have to go through the green ray into the indigo ray to get in, to get to the higher planes. So when you, when you go to the fifth, you, get, you learn that halfway through the sixth, that you cannot bypass the green ray and the indigo to get to the purple ray. You have to you have to still So then, that's when you have to switch and you can no longer be evil and you make that switch and then you can go past that and and go up because as you uh, as you crystalline each one of those and you get to the indigo ray, that's when you're going to move up in the positive to the fourth. And then you learn the you know, it's love there so you're using the green and the indigo in the fifth and when, or the fourth and when you get to the fifth it's wisdom and that's when you go to the crown chakra right and that's and that's where the wisdom is and then from there i'm not sure what happens from there because now you're talking about the seventh going into the eighth and no one talks to us from up there so we're not exactly sure what goes on up there we can only speculate once we get through that and into that octave we'll we'll then be able to figure it out sure
1: one two questioner I believe that there were salient errors in the communication that we just completed because of transmission difficulties. Are you aware of these errors? Answer, I am Ra. We are unaware of errors although this instrument is experiencing flares of pain, as you call this distortion. We welcome and encourage your perceptions in correcting any errors in transmission. We'll
0: go ahead and go into part 2.
1: Question 85.13 Questioner, I think that the statement that was made when we were speaking about the service to others path was incorrect. Would you check that please? Answer, I am Ra. May we ask that you be apprised of our intention to have spoken of the service to self path as the path of that which is not. Question 85.14 Questioner, I am interested in the problem that we sometimes have with the transmission since the word others was used three times in this transmission rather than the word self. Could you give me an idea of this problem which could create a discrepancy in communication? Answer, I am raw. Firstly, we may note the clumsiness of language and our unfamiliarity with it in our native, shall we say, experience. Secondly. We may point out that once we have miscalled or misnumbered an event or thing, the reference is quite likely to be reused for some transmission time, as you call this measurement, due to our original error having gone undetected by ourselves.
0: See, I want to point out that, that they say, Ross says, um, shall we say, our experience, not our reality. Do you understand that? You see that? want to make sure to catch that. So we we always try to say our reality, and and then a lot of us started saying our experience, right, in this avatar, because a lot of people are starting to realize that you know in in uh, mass that that this isn't a reality; it's an experience. Do you see? When you when you just see it as a reality, then you're accepting it for what it is. That's why we don't say that anymore. People who when you understand what's going on, it's esoteric again. When you understand what's going on, it's, it's like, I don't know if you watch MMA, right, mixed martial arts, but when someone does a, a move that's called a takedown, where they literally take them down to the mat and they're on top of them and they're trying to beat the hell out of them, you can either accept the fact that you're on the mat and that that person is on top of you beating the crap out of you, or you can try and not be on the bottom anymore and try to do something to counter what they're doing to get back to your feet or to then get them in a position where you're on top of them. That's the same thing with reality versus experience, OK? So if you're, if you're not into mixed martial arts, you may not know or any wrestling. if you're pinning, if you're about to pin, get, pin somebody to the mat, if you watch wrestling, you know the guy that kicks out before the third uh, uh, slap of the hand by the referee is the guy who's not accepting being on the bottom. He's trying to get out of there. OK, so that's basically the same thing when you if you don't know and you're not and you're not learned enough or you're not experienced enough or you're not, uh, uh, you know, uh, to a place in your spiritual development where you understand what's happening. You call this a reality. So That means that you're just accepting everything that you see for its face value. Right. And it's a lie. Like Josie said early on, everything's a distraction everywhere there's a distraction everyone knows this my brother who's not into the law of one but he's a minister he knows this he knows this we talk and he says everything is a distraction everything everything is there to distract you away from your spiritual personal growth even the churches are doing that they dissuade you the catholic church wouldn't let people take the bible home or read it by the, on their own for a very long time hundreds of years Okay, other religions were the same way. They only wanted you to know what they wanted you to learn. You couldn't learn on your own. That drove me crazy when I was in school because I was smarter than everybody else. And I would say to the teachers in every one of my classes, can I go ahead and, and read the stuff ahead and learn that no, no, you can't. Well, you have to do it when we get there. When I don't want you misunderstanding what was there. I understand that's what works for people that are not super smart. You don't want everybody just running willy-nilly thinking that they know everything. I agree with that. I get it. But then when there's somebody who gets all A's in your class, there's a reason for it. It's easy work for them, and they want to go ahead because they're bored with this. I ended up dropping out of, uh, out of high school and taking the GED, which is, you know, which is hard from that point on to get a degree in anything because then you have to go to junior colleges and get a whole bunch of crap you can't just transfer to a four-year college but i didn't care i was tired of waiting for people that weren't getting it that that they had to you know really work on i'm sitting in the class and i'm bored every day why am i here I'm wasting my time so i started going ahead and doing all the work anyway then when i finished the book i was bored again whereas we're in you know and so so some people get it is my point i know i'm going off the tangent but some people get it quicker than other people and it doesn't it's not reflective of you know i'm smarter than that person or they're stupid it just so happens that my development Started at an earlier age because of the environment that I was in my mother they and the scientists have found this my mother when she was pregnant with me she read all kinds of stuff scientific research and all this stuff she just couldn't get enough of it then scientists now say that when a woman is pregnant that they should spend time reading stuff like that scientific things and uh, and stuff that they want their child to learn say uh, you know uh, beginner math uh, how to read All of those things that you're going to be teaching your kid as a child, if the mother reads those things to her baby, then while she's pregnant, that actually uh, uh, gives them an education through proxy, through osmosis. So they have a quicker development. And I had a mother who was that way, so I had a quicker development. So when I was in grade school, it came easier for me than it did the other kids who didn't have that happen. Or, God forbid, they were born to people that were on drugs and alcoholics and, you know, smoking and drinking and all that stuff that, that, that we know now um, dwarfs their development, retards their development, right? So some people will learn it faster than others, and, and I don't judge people and say, oh, well, that guy's stupid because he doesn't get it. But once you do, you stop looking at this reality as a reality. It's not a reality. It's an experience, and, and, it's, a, and it's a matrix, and you, and you have an avatar that you're plugged into. There's, there's less about this that there is real than you think that, that it is. It's more of an experience. It's here to be experienced. That's what it's for. So it's no different than a ride we go on at Disneyland or, or uh, any other place or a, a video game that you play where you go in and you're controlling an avatar. It's really almost identical to that. The difference is you can't feel what that avatar is feeling. You can feel what this avatar is feeling. So it's an experience I want to point that out. I know I was going off on a, a little bit of a tangent there, but I, that's a very important point to just pass over. I couldn't let that there's some you guys know this. If you listen to me enough, I'm going to hit a point sometimes on a single word and I'm going to go on for 15, 20 minutes about it because the importance of that we call that when you're training people. Um, when I was going to, I had to take the chemistry classes to, be, to become a, 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 a pool guy because I was working as a maintenance guy and we had, had pools and spas and you have to be certified uh, to work with the chemicals. You have to literally become a chemist and your name is on record across the entire United States because you can actually um, kill people with the chemicals, make bombs and all kinds of stuff, mustard gas, everything that, uh, that kills people. Uh, you, can, you, ha- you handle all those chemicals that the scientists use to create all these weapons. Literally. So you have to be, you have to become a chemist. So when we're there learning, my teacher, the very first time said, whenever I I can't tell you what's important in your book, because I'm supposed to just teach you the class, but it's an open book. So whenever I hold my hand up, and I point at this word on the board, that means it's on your test. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? that means that this is something very important that you need to learn and remember right and it's more important than anything else I'm saying to you here right and so that's what he did to give us the heads up this is also on your test this is also on your test right uh, so I do that with words that I think like this word where he says shall we say experience because that's one of the most important pivotal things to understand about your reality About what's going on here is that it's not a reality it's an experience we're all sharing this experience but moreover we're all having an independent experience alongside of everyone else having an independent experience while we're all experiencing this entire whole and then we write and create that we're the ones who create that entire scenario right so that's why that was important for me to go off on a tangent so that you actually understand that's on the test later on question not my test but the test you know what i mean
1: 85.15 questioner thank you do you have use of all the words in the english language and for that matter all of the words in all of the languages that are spoken on this planet at this time answer i am Ra. no
0: yeah and, and then uh, josie said in the, in the chat oh rob welcome brother namaste i didn't see you pop in uh and josie said in the chat she said um It's reassuring in a way once you understand the concept of the experience. Yes, absolutely. Because once you get it and you realize that this isn't isn't the reality, it's not a reality. Because that, that infers that it's real. That's what the word means. Reality means it's real. This isn't real. It's only an experience. Reality is that what you make of this experience. Because it only becomes real to you because you're experiencing it. Your experience is only real to you. No one else. However, the whole experience of life we're all sharing and all the things in it, all the emotions in it, we're all sharing from our own perspective. But it's not a reality. It's a totality. Do you understand? It's a a mind, body, spirit, complex totality. It's not a reality. Okay? So we all create the narrative it's not already written we're not living what someone else created there was something that was created and then the creation was given to those who would occupy it that being us we created took the logos and created this reality and we're recreating this reality all day holding on to what we perceive as that reality that experience so once you understand, this is to Josie's point. Once you understand that it is an experience and that you are actually have a say in it, this is what they don't want you to know: that you actually have a say in it. Then it doesn't become a reality because now you're not, now you're not uh, living it. You're not stuck with it. You're participating in it. You're experiencing it, and you control it. Right? She says, "Voila." <laughs> so we should enjoy and learn good and bad absolutely right so that but so that's the point of and that's actually the point of no return because once you start you know you break your conditioning by questioning once you question and you start down the path of finding answers then you can no longer be controlled because you you start not believing what people are telling you until you research it yourself that's the best thing that could ever happen to you then The next best thing and this is why I stopped on that word is understanding or getting because uh, you know some people say I don't stand under anyone right like Michael Tellinger he never says understand he says you you uh, you get or you learn he never says you understand anything because I don't stand under anyone or anything that's what he says. I love it. So once you get the reality word and understand uh, you know he's hardest we don't have any other word for that. Uh, interpret, realize, there you go, realize that it's an actual experience that you have a part of. And it's not like, say, voting to where you think, well, why should I vote? Because they're going to do whatever they want anyway. That's not how it works. Okay? Everyone has a vote here and everyone has a voice. And that's what they don't want you to know. That's what they keep trying to take away from you by, by uh, rigging the election like they did to the election here. They, they're rigging everything already to keep you from understanding, keep you from realizing, keep you from being awake to the fact that this is not a reality that somebody created and we have to live with it. It's a shit sandwich. We all have to eat it, period. This is an experience and an experience is something that you take part in. Okay? So it's not something that's being done to you. It's something that you're doing. And they don't want you to know that you have a say. That's what they've been hiding from you for thousands of years. That's why when he said experience, I went off on this whole tangent. Right? What did Omar say here? We program our reality, and when everyone agrees upon it, it becomes real in the mind. Right? So we accept it. Again... That only works if we accept it. So knowing, he says, keeping you from becoming aware. See, this is what Omar said. You know, then he said, self-awareness is the key. Absolutely. Omar is absolutely right. Because, because that's what they do is they, they give, sell you the reality. Television, movies, the media, the, you know, the big tech, they're selling you the reality. They're telling you what it is. And not seeing and not letting you. And this is the perfect example of what happened during this election, where they literally ignored and wouldn't say that there was an actual investigation going on by the federal government of the United States, the Justice Department, into Hunter Biden. They said it was all a lie; it was made up. Then Hunter Biden came out on his father's campaign uh, um, uh, desktop and 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 wrote it with their freaking uh, campaign uh, paper. And said, I'm being investigated by the federal government's justice system. So so he came out and actually acknowledged the fact, but it was after the election was over. And then everybody was like, oh, so there really is an investigation. So all of these people who were trying to sell you the reality, there's nothing to see here. Don't listen to those people. They're just crazy. They were lying to you and selling you what they wanted you to believe is real. And those of us who said, I don't buy it, because I'm Irish. We don't buy anybody's perception of reality somebody says something in some way we go look it up that's the way Irish people are if you have one ounce of Irish in you you call bullshit on everything somebody says and you go look it up for yourself that's just the way we are we, we had to be that way to survive so people who are Irish are proud to be Irish when somebody says something go, yeah I'm not buying that bullshit or my as my grandfather would say horseshit. I'm not buying that so we don't buy into people's stories so that's why they don't like us and they try to stamp us out because we're the we're the X factor uh, by birth Because of how beaten down we were and how many times we were lied to. Look at the American government, how many times they lied to the native population over here. We Irish got here and said, stop believing them. When we all got here, we said, stop believing them. They're lying to you. (laughs) Don't believe the hype, right? That's why people come to the United States and they get Americanized and they hate them everywhere else because we teach you here. Don't believe anything that you hear. They're lying to you. You know how you know when a politician is lying? They're speaking. (laughs) <laughs> right they're saying something that means they're lying to you right right yeah so well you like i said you you're uh, omar says oh then i must be irish <laughs> with a, with a beautiful tan well you, you've been on the north american continent long enough to and and be and skeptical it's not just uh, us people because the truth is if you look at like pakistani people for instance they don't believe anything anybody says either Right. So you're half Pakistani. And you also have to remember, you're also half Native American. Right. And and you mean to the North American continent. So those people were exposed to us Irish going bullshit. Don't buy it. And you guys lived through it. So the half of you that lived through its DNA says, don't believe (laughs) them. And then you have a doubting Pakistani half. Right. Because Omar is half Pakistani, half native. Right. Half aboriginal to the North American continent. I only have five percent of that. And the rest of me is like Irish Scandinavian. But, man, that 5% strong, I, don't, I wouldn't want to be in Omar's head with 50% Native. That's got to be something. But, you know, that's the part of you, Omar, that has that spiritual side because the Native Americans uh, are very spiritual. And, but see, me being Celtic, they were very similar to the Native Americans in almost every way, uh, even to the point where, you know, they called us barbarians because we wore animal skins a lot longer than most people did, Right so um yeah he said that's too funny um but i mean that's the truth of it so when you start to defy their reality then you have to what is what's going on that's the question that happens to you if it's not that what is it and that's when you get to the place where you where you understand you figure that out you get oh wow this is an experience that i'm having Right. And then that's what happens when people meditate, uh, you know, away from, you know, I'm not talking about any kind of religion. They're just, you know, meditating and and trying to get to a higher plane and ascending. You know, uh, they'll come to that conclusion as well. Right. I mean, look at look at uh, Neil. Neil knows that we talked about that on Monday and he was saying the same thing, but that it's an experience. And he's not Christian. He's never been Christian. He was born in England, but he was brought up uh, as what did he say? Hindu. Isn't that what he said? Or it was Muslim. Who's Hindu? um so he or a jewish i think something like that i don't remember now darn it it was just last week but i'm tired i was tired but i worked so hard getting you know setting up that show and doing shows for the show uh and then doing the show that by the time and then doing a show the very next day uh the only day off i had was wednesday and then i was getting ready for and could, in fact i cooked part of wednesday for thursday because that's where my christmas was so today's really been my only day off and here i am online again right doing the law of one okay so w- let me see what omar says here he says um we have to create our own reality right uh, of love, joy, and acceptance. Yes, absolutely. It was Hindu. Okay, thank you. Uh, so he, so Omar, or not Omar, but uh, um, Neil Gore was brought up Hindu, and so he's not he's not Christian. So he has no no you know. But he's studied everything. He's like the rest of us. He's learned the different religions because he was looking. To you know, he had that question. If it's not that, what is it? Right, if this, if the religion that I that I don't, you know, that my parents are, I don't agree with, then what is it? So that drives you at that point to look at all orthodox religions. That's what happened to me. My father told me to do that, so I did. And I used to have every atonement from every religion. And then I were, started looking into the past. These we talked about that on Monday with, with Neil and Omar and and Rob. Rob was there. We all talked about how looking into all these other religions, looking into all these other realities and these other belief systems. That are much older, and when you do that, you start to put together a picture, you know, like for instance, the the Jesus phenomenon of the Savior and the walking of the water and the wine turning and the bringing dead back to life and the sight seeing and the when the lame, you know, not lame and the injured, not injured and the sick, healthy, all of those things, and then and then killed uh, for for doing that, reoccurring on this planet like twelve times, in twelve different places, going back further and further. Behind you know before Jesus's time he would be the 12th one hasn't happened since but it did from him going backwards oh well, that's not exactly true I, I apologize that's not true it did happen since because the Jesus phenomenon happened again here in the Americas with with uh, um, Joseph Smith but that but that was was believed to have actually been Jesus leading Joseph Smith to the tablets, not an independent new Jesus character, okay, where all these other ones had different names, right? But everything else was the same. We talked about that, Neil and, and Omar and I, and, and Rob talked about that on Monday. And that's impossible to have happen on the human race, on this planet. And, and, then, and that is set down by when you take, we talked about that, when you take one person, and my brother did this at FedEx, you have something written, a little short story or poem, you hand it to somebody and you say, read this to yourself, not out loud, and then turn to the guy on your right and tell them what you read. And you have people spaced apart enough to where they can't hear each other. So you're telling him, whispering in his ear the story, he goes to the next person, man or woman, it doesn't matter. When you get around the circle to about 12 people, the story is going to be completely different than it was when it started. Yet, for, for 20,000 years, this same storyline is, is almost identical to the word in different places happening without anybody changing the story. Right, if I hear a story and it, and it's you know, and I read a story and I'm going to reiterate that story, I'm going to put a little different flair on it because it's me. It's going to be my way of writing and telling the story. But that's not what has happened. Almost 12 times or 12, I think 12 that I'm aware of, 12 times. Okay, that's not what happened. What's happened is it's almost identical with hardly anything. Sometimes they forget one item or two. Right, it's just not there. It's not changed. He turned a polar bear into a bunny. No, no, none of that. It's all the same of just missing one or two of the possibilities here and there. That's it. But even the ones that that skip a generation reappeared. Now That's not going to happen from, a you know, what are the odds of that, of a story being read and somebody saying, well, I like that, but I want to add in that he um, walked on water. Well, what are the odds that he's going to pick something that was told 10,000 years ago exactly verbatim? Same place, walking on water. Right? Do you see my point? You can't write that. You can't make that up. You can't invent the same thing unless you've read it. So the story shouldn't be the same, is my point. It should be different, but it's not. So there has to be some truth to the storyline that the universe, or us, we're trying to tell ourselves something over and over again. We're putting it in different places, and we're finding it in history, and it's the same reoccurring theme. So therefore, the idea of that theme must be something that we should pay attention to for some reason. That's my point. Okay? So when Raw talks about these things, people say, oh, well, they could have made that up. I pointed out in the beginning, and I try to point out anytime they put a timeline to something, I point out where they couldn't have known that then because we hadn't discovered that yet. So if they're making things up, they made up some really cool shit that we in science have discovered since nineteen eighty four that they claim to be a fact. In nineteen eighty four and no one on the his on the planet knew that then. Like the fact that there are pyramids at the at the bottom of the Bermuda Triangle. A pyramid At the uh, Dragon Triangle in in Japan, okay, we didn't discover those until 2012 and 2015, to be certain that they were really there. But in 1984, Raw said that that's why there was vortices there, and that's why some of the ships and planes had had problems or went down or disappeared, because when you're up, when when if a pyramid is active, there's a stargate above the pyramid so if you're flying in the air and you happen to be in the area of the Stargate and it's activated and it's turns on you're going to go through a Stargate you're going to end up somewhere else wherever that Stargate was dialed into at the time okay so those people didn't die instantaneously they just ended up somewhere else (laughs) let's hope it was compatible otherwise they did die instantaneously okay so I, I think we'll stop here because now we're over the hour right I don't know what time it is here. I'll we'll have to look at my clock here. Let me see. Yeah, we're like in an hour. I came on at like 4:30, and we're at 5:50, so we're almost an hour and a half. So instead of continuing, we'll just stop here and pick up back at 85:15 next time. Um, but you know that's in that's a very important point, and that's why I wanted to to hit on it. And I know it sounded like I was just rambling there, but I wasn't. Um, it was a very important point. That that is that is what you, once you understand that, you get that, and that's going to change your perception of what you think reality is. And that's a good thing, because then you're going to start looking at everything completely different again. You know, you're going to start doing that as soon as you break your conditioning. But when you when you realize, I have a say, this is what we're trying to get everybody to remember, that we have a say here. They're trying to take it away from you by telling you that you're a slave race that was built by some aliens, made by aliens to do slave labor. That's a lie propagated by the Orion, uh, uh, you know, the Orion uh, Crusaders who are literally trying to take over this planet, not just in, in, the, in the 3D, but in the 4D. And I don't mean the 4D, I mean the fourth, the, the fourth dimensional, fourth density, where we're all going up to. OK, they're trying to take over in both of those places by convincing everyone in this reality that we're slaves and then we'll have to stay here. That's what they've done. That's why everybody here is in a loop and have been for, you know, who knows how long? 150,000 years, 200,000 years. Don't know. All right. So, yeah. So Merry Christmas, to everybody. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Danny saying Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Omar saying Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you guys. Happy Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Depending on whatever it is that you follow. Right. Or just, hey, it's retail time, for those of you who are complete atheists. <laughs> I hate this. It's just when everybody buys a bunch of shit, right? Retail loves this. Retail is driven by the holiday season. If it wasn't for the holidays, retail would not be the number one commodity to make money on the face of the earth. It would be something different. Not knowing what it would be, because it's not, probably military arms, Right? thoughts and prayers go out to the people of nashville tennessee luckily there's only been three or four people uh that were killed by that domestic terrorist i say that because if you're a learned person and you know like my brother said our cop mind immediately kicks in nobody took credit for it and they actually warned everybody there was a recording in the winnebago that said, get away from this vehicle uh, and evacuate this area. That a bomb was going to go off. So they were trying not to hurt any personages. So we know it's not a terrorist organization hell bent on destroying Christianity or the Western world, because they would have waited until about 9:30 when it was super populated and everybody was eating breakfast and driving around. They would have blown up about you know they blew up about 20 buildings are listed as going to have to be torn down. Uh, so that was a pretty big explosion that did a lot of damage Um, but I I believe they went after AT&T it was somebody it was obviously an American born um, probably some white Irish guy Who has a beef <laughs> with at and I don't know. Well, they'll find out. They'll catch whoever it is eventually. We already have film footage of the bomb blowing up. I watched that and the message being broadcast to evacuate the area. I've watched that. Uh, and uh, and the, the picture of it being driven up to uh, and parked at 1.22 a.m. in front of the AT&T building there. Uh, so the person who did it had to leave in some way. So the FBI and ATF and everybody's already here. They're going to catch that fool. Um, And we're pretty sure immediately it didn't take much of a brain to go, oh, that was somebody, that was an American. Uh, And if it wasn't, it's not somebody that has ties to, you know, Hamas or or anybody or, you know, ISIL or or, uh, Al-Qaeda or any of that because they would have taken credit for it. So it's because nobody has taken credit yet. Uh, And then maybe it's gone on long enough now. It's been, you know, what, uh, 16 hours. You know, now somebody might, you know, pop off and go, yeah, yeah, that was us. We did that. Yeah. No, but it, it wasn't. Uh, That was some that was somebody who but they also were pretty sophisticated because they were able to put together a device that turned on at the right time to tell people to evacuate and then detonated the bomb. Uh, And so it was either remotely done, which means they couldn't have been too far away or it was really, really well put together. So our thoughts and prayers go out to those people that they were glad nobody got injured or only a few people did. uh, And uh, hopefully they'll catch this this person. I say guy, you know, that's just a generic. It could be a woman. Right. We don't know. Um, but you know, my brother said, I got a beef with AT&T. It could have been me. I said, you drove pretty fast to get back to California from Tennessee, brother. And he goes, yeah, I know. Right. He goes, no, I fly with Superman or with, uh, with, uh, Santa Claus. He said, don't you know Santa Claus is my brother? Cause he was referring to me with my Santa Claus beard. He says, so I was able to get back here pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's uh, yeah. Omar said it's sleepy Pablo, uh, Joe. Yeah, it's yeah. Right. Uh, that's funny. Pedo Joe, he said. Sorry, I said Pablo. Put my glasses on. Pedo Joe, right? Yeah, you know, you never know. It could be. It could be them trying to stir something up themselves, making it up. I mean, look at Twin Towers, right? I mean, come on. Wait, anybody you watch those videos for more than five minutes, and you pretty much have an idea if you have a half a brain that that was orchestrated, man. That was not a. That was not a, a terrorist attack. That was a. Those guys were were terrorists, but they were hired to do that by the powers that should not be. They weren't just terrorists on their own figuring that out. They had all kinds of warnings, including a guy telling the FBI, "Hey, these guys didn't. They told me they don't need to learn how to fl- to land a plane, just how to fly it. I think they're they look like terrorists. I think they're planning to plot on something to blow it up." And the FBI looked at him like, "What are you fucking stupid? Get out of here!" Right? So they had they even had somebody warned them ahead of time. I tried to warn them ahead of time. I had a premonition about it, and then Nostradamus tried to warn them ahead of time. He had a premonition about it. A lot of people had a premonition about it. I kept saying that somebody was going to do it. No one listened to me. I'm just a psychic, right? So I stopped trying to tell people because I was afraid if it did happen, they were going to come to me and go, you had something to do with it. Because that's what they always do, the psychics. You must have something to do with it. You had prior knowledge. No, you nitwit. No, you nitwit. I have abilities, and I saw it. Predicted it. Okay, guys. So have a great night. Merry Christmas. And, um, you know, to all a good night, right? I'll see you guys uh, coming up next week. I believe Tuesday, uh, I'm gonna have um, Mandy back on here, and we're gonna talk about because we really want to get this in. We're gonna talk about Burn, um, Peter Burn. Uh, he was the creator and CEO of um, of uh, Overstock.com, and he like blows the lid off of everything that went on prior to 2016 and the 2016. Uh, witch hunt into um, the president president uh, Trump and the plot that got the whole thing kicked off uh, so he who have that video for you I have three interviews three separate interviews with Byrne and I'm going to be playing some of those and we're going to talk about that on Tuesday when I have Mandy Mandy back on here Mandy Wilson um, she's the one that broke those videos or one of them to me and then I went down the rabbit hole and I found the other ones because it took me to a website that had all of his interviews and so I have at least I have three and there was there's was probably more but I have three different separate interviews where he talks about that uh, and how he was working with the Justice Department to do some shenanigans and he explains and blows the lid off of it and I'm not gonna tell you what that is right now you have to tune in on Tuesday and I believe we're going to be going um, at 3 or 4. I'll check with her because it gets later. So it might be earlier. Uh, it might be around 2 p.m. I'll put a banner up once I talk to her. You know, Christmas is today. Tomorrow will will make the time set. And then I'll put a meme out that will tell. So just look for that. I'll put it on the scheduler. It'll be either 1 or 2 or 3 p.m. West Coast America time. We're going to go live, and you'll know about that answer tomorrow or Sunday. I'll have that answer out for you tomorrow, here being Saturday. For those of you who are hearing this over on the other side of the planet, it's already Saturday for you. If you're in Australia, it's Saturday morning. It's like 8 a.m. (laughs) Or 9 a.m. Later than that, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's only 6 p.m. here, so it's, it might be a little bit less. So, but those of you who are in South Africa and Australia, it's tomorrow for you. So it'll be uh, my Sunday, which will be your Monday, my Saturday, which will be your Sunday, or my Sunday, which will be your Monday, where I'll have that out for you guys. And those of you on the MP3 uh, podcast, you won't be able to see the video, but you'll be able to hear Burns' voice telling the story in his own words of what he knew and what he did foreign with the federal government of the united states going to blow your freaking minds if you haven't already heard about it you can probably google it and check it out beforehand but i'll be playing the videos on tuesday for those of you who haven't heard or seen it this is going to really shock you and this is um they they wouldn't let this be played for a while and he finally got it to uh outsource it to sources that could get it out to the world and that's why we're playing it now because this will blow your freaking mind. All right, guys. Namaste. I love you all. Uh, forward this on to everybody that you know and even those people you don't know, right? You guys have a great night. Wait, I didn't even put my camera back on. Let me put my camera back on. There I am. Have a great night. Namaste. I love you all. All right. Have a good night, day, morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. tuning in.